doing anymore. I kind of forgot how to preach, so I'm not going to tonight. Um, <laughs> Bree's going to come up here and do it instead. Um, so tonight is a special night um, because Bree and I are going to talk about our trip to Hungary. Uh, before we do that, though, I know that a lot of summer is always crazy because people are on vacations and like half of the people who come to Ignite are here and the other half are on vacation or I don't know. Wait, where do people go, Steed? China. Some people go to China. You went to China, huh? I, did I bash China because some people go to China? Like a third of the world's population lives in China, gal. Why, I'm not, good night. Anyway, s- if you are a senior or Gage, why are you sitting over by yourself, Gage? Can you come sit over here? Like it, this is just enough that I have to turn over here every once in a while. Um, so, hey, Gage, let Josh know. Grab a flyer for Josh, okay? Because I think this might end up just being a counselor trip with Josh and Gage. Uh, <laughs> no, only seniors. But maybe your senior class will be bigger, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. There you go. So this year's senior trip is just actually a counselor trip with maybe Gage. And, uh, <laughs> but if you are a senior and you want to go, uh, grab one of these at the concession stand at, or at the Welcome Center. And um, you just got to turn it in with your money before we leave. I put 100 bucks on there, but I only need 50 bucks from you because that covers your hotel. The rest is just so that you can eat food and not die and pay to get into Magic Mountain and stuff like that. So um, it's a fun trip, and even if none of y'all sign up, the counselors are still going, because <laughs> we're going to take a weekend in Columbus, okay? So if you want to come with us and you're a senior, sign up. It'll be fun. All right, so like I said, a couple weeks ago, I was in Hungary. I go every year in July and do camps. I've been doing summer camps there uh, every year since 2014. So this is like my fifth time over there. And uh, we do these evangelistic summer camps for orphans. And so we're going to tell you a little bit about uh, what that was like. And then I'm going to have Bree come up and we're going to share some photos and stuff. And it'll be really cool. Um, and then basically uh, tell you that if you've ever wanted to go on a missions trip or something like that, um, all you have to do is be, a, be 16 years old or older. Um, not just 16, 16 or older, and you can go on this trip next year if you're interested. So I think Bree enjoyed it, or else she probably wouldn't agree to talk tonight. So let's take a look at Hungary trip. Oh, I got to turn this on, right, Andy? Okay. Clicker. Boom. Yeah. All right. So this is, if you've never heard of Hungary before, it's not just an adjective. It is a country, and the population of Hungary, that purple, oh, which one? Is that it? Yeah. That purple guy right there, there's 10 million people in Hungary, and in its capital city is one point, about 1.8 million people, so like 10% or 20%, math is hard, 20% of the population live in the capital city in Budapest, uh, which is a big deal. Hungary uh, used to be a huge country that took up most of this area right here, um, but if you know anything about World War I, they chopped it all up, and they made all these little countries, even though Hungary didn't even start the war. You should look into history. history. History is fun and not as hard as math. Next slide. This is the parliament building. This is just my favorite building in Hungary um, and in Budapest. It's really cool because when you go to Eastern Europe, which is where Hungary is at, not Western Europe, Eastern Europe is really historic. So most buildings over there are going to be older than our entire country, which is pretty cool. Um, so this is their parliament building, and if you are an architecture geek like me, um, you really enjoy the neo gothic steeples 
I do. Um, anyway, okay, so this was our team. We had 12 people from FBC, and we also had six people that came from Michigan at Wildwood Baptist Church. And so there's 18 of us. Let's see, who do we got here? This is Bobby. This is Rodney and Katie. That's Landon. Anyone remember who Landon is? Two people do. Gaskin, who hasn't graduated high school yet. He's still here. Uh, Rhea. Do you know who Rhea is, Gaskin? Yeah, okay. Rhea. And this is Brian. This is, who's that? Oh, that's right. That's Bree. That's Kale. That's Elizabeth. And that's Rachel Gopp. So the 12 of us, oh, and Jeff and Marisa, uh, they weren't in this picture because they got a different plane. But Jeff and Marisa went with us too. And so we flew, what was the longest flight? Nine hours, something like that. That was fun. That was your first flight, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was your, yeah, okay. Yeah, first time flying. So we, after you take three different planes and you drive pretty far, we get into camp in Hungary just like our summer camp on a bus. And then you get your suitcases off and you prepare for the week. And so we get in on a Sunday and uh, we got our translators because, you know, we don't speak Hungarian, so we pay translators to help us out. So we meet our translators, we take them out for dinner and have some fun on Sunday night and we set up the camp and everything and get everything ready to go on Sunday. And then Monday happens. Monday morning, a bunch of kids start streaming in, and we have registration, and all these kids, most of them have no idea who we are, so they're just kind of like, okay, who are all these white Americans who can't speak my language? Um, So this is just registration, registration, more kids. And uh, man, we had so many kids there this year. We usually have like 60 to 70 kids. Um, but so many kids wanted to be there, and so many schools wanted to send their kids. Most of these kids are orphans and live in, like, an institutional setting um, that we had kids volunteer to sleep in tents just so they could be at the camp. So it was cool. We had 85 kids. We had 130 people at the camp, which is more than the camp can even handle. So that was, it was awesome. It was a blast. Um, so the camp, just so you can see what the camp kind of looks like, has a soccer field that is not flat, so you probably will roll your ankle. It has a volleyball court, which is pretty fun, and that sand has a lot of gravel in it, so I suggest wearing shoes if you come. And a pool, which is pretty, yeah, mm, yeah, the pool is cool. I don't know. I thought so. I've been to other camps in Hungary, and they do not have pools. They have dirty lakes, so this is really nice. Uh, This is where we eat the meals and stuff. It's like this pretty cool outdoor dining area with picnic tables and stuff, and we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. Uh, This is the main meeting room. It's really small. And we crammed 130 people inside of it on 115 chairs or so. So there was not enough chairs, but it was really cool. So we would do, uh, we'd do a teaching session in the morning, and I'd teach in an evening session uh, every day. And uh, this was our little orientation. We were saying hi to the kids and introducing ourselves. Um, we did worship. This was the first year we had live worship. We usually have, like, tracks on a computer. But one of the pastors who came with their kids brought a guitar and played music for us. So it was awesome. Uh, we worshiped in Hungarian. We had no idea what we were saying, but it was cool. Um, so that's us, actually. There's the whole team up there trying to read Hungarian and sing the songs. <laughs> Ray is in the corner. Where? There? Why is she by herself? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ray had even less of a voice than she normally does. It was pretty funny. <laughs> And then I would teach in the mornings and the evenings. That's my buddy Zalan. He is, I think, 19. Um, He's an awesome guy, and he translated the teaching for me all week. And they don't really have a whole lot of Doritos or Mountain Dew over there. So every time I go over, I take a bunch of Doritos and Mountain Dew in my suitcase, (laughs) and I pay Zalan in Doritos and Mountain Dew, which is a pretty good gig if you think about it. 
Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like our full meeting room. Oh, there's Bree looking really awkward right there. There she is. <laughs> Uh, and then we give, the, we give the kids the first day, we give them each a Bible so they can follow along with us. It's a Hungarian Bible, of course. Um, and then after each session, uh, when I, I'll teach something from the Bible. And then we have breakout sessions depending on the kids' age group. So Rachel, and this was uh, one of our translators, Abby, she was awesome. Uh, they were leading the little kids' breakout groups. So they would uh, they'd do a little lesson based on whatever we learned in the big session. And then they would do some crafts or something. I don't really know what they're doing there. But right here, they're doing like the six days, seven days of creation craft, which is pretty cool. Huh. Oh, yeah, that definitely says creation in English. And yeah, yeah. You don't think about that kind of stuff until you get over there. God in English. <laughs> so you just kind of tell them what it's supposed to say. But, you know, yeah, we'll have to work on that for next year, huh? <laughs> um, and then we also played games, though. So we were playing, like, charades here, and Bree, I don't know, what were you acting out there, Bree? Uh, oh, that, I was doing hockey. Oh, yeah, so you can tell. She was playing hockey. Yes, yes, it was. Next! This was Rodney. Uh, I think he was doing the best mates dance or something from Fortnite. I'm not sure what his charade was, but... So we played games with the kids. Uh, we didn't stay in the camp, though. We also take them on pretty cool field trips. We go to this thing that's like medieval times on steroids. Definitely wouldn't be allowed in America um, because they do these night games, but like you're right there, and they're like throwing axes and shooting arrows, and there's no fence. Or it's awesome. Um, it's pretty cool. And then Brian, they, they pick a guy to punish, and like he's sitting on a nail chair, and they made him sit there for like 30 minutes, like the entire show. It was awesome. Pretty great. And then Rodney was the king. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and then we also take him to a pretty cool challenge. Well, they call it a challenge park, but it's like a high ropes course in zipline place. So we take him and like there's the little kids on the little zip course or zipline course. Um, so we just show him a really fun time, really good week. Um, we spend an entire day going to different places. This was one of the lookout points we went to. That's Ray and Bree. Um, this is a guy whose name is Chabi. So each of the groups, the different schools come, and they have an adult worker with them. And uh, so we had 28 people get saved out of 100 and, um, let's see, we had 126 people minus 18 Americans. So, again, math is hard. 108. I'm looking at you, Corey. Come on, my engineer friend. Nothing. Over 100 Hungarians. <laughs> I don't have a degree in math. <laughs> over 100 Hungarians were there, and out of over 128 got saved, which is awesome. But also adults got saved, which is really cool. We had two translators get saved, um, and this guy named Chabi, who was in his early 50s, and uh, he got saved that week too. So it was really cool um, how God worked, and it was definitely worth the trip. And then at the end of the week, when we're all super tired, uh, we do spend one day in the city and have a little tourist day, and everybody gets dressed up, and we go on this cool dinner cruise, and... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> and then after the cruise, we go up to this really cool lookout site, and that's really just the whole city of Budapest at night, which is pretty cool, so, yeah, that's kind of the camp in a nutshell, Bree, do you want to come share your pictures? Just hit the next button, boom. Oh, wait, you need a microphone. Is this one fine, Andy? This one? All right, there you go. You are loud, but we're recording it, too, so. Okay, so I don't have a voice because I went to a live this weekend. I made bad decisions by screaming. Um, but 
this um, was the first restaurant that we ate at. It was just super cool, and I don't know, I just liked it, so I took a picture of it. Um, okay, so these were my buddies, like, the whole week. Um, the little boy in the blue, his name was Dominique, and he didn't really talk to me much. He just kind of followed me around. But then the boy in the green, his name was Roly, and that's a cool name. <laughs> um, but he, like, was stuck by my side, and he told everyone that I was Amer his American girlfriend, along with another <laughs> kid, and they kind of started arguing over that. Um, and then this little girl's name was Jasmine, and she had... She was just cute, and she had really cool eyes. They kind of looked like cat eyes. Like, it was, it was awesome. But anyways, they were really sweet and really cool. Um, and then the little boy in the blue, that was David. And then I don't even know. We call <laughs> That's him Red Bull. We call him Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his real name, but Gergo. someone last year gave him the nickname Red Bull, and it stuck. So that's Red Bull and his little brother David. And, and if you yell Red Bull at him, he'll dab. It's yeah, awesome. so he'll go Red <laughs> Bull and start dabbing, and it's really cute. <laughs> um, that was Fawny, and Fawny loved all of the Americans. And the first day that she came, she just went up to everyone and just started hugging them and telling them that she loved them and stuff. So she was just <laughs> a doll. She was cute. Um, and the blonde, that was, I forget his name, because it was a very common. Attila, I think. Attila. But that was the other boy that told everyone I was his American girlfriend because it was raining and it was really cold one day during the crafts. And so I had a hoodie in my book bag and I let him wear it. And then he went around telling everyone that I was his American girlfriend and that that was my hoodie. And I got it back because I was like, that's weird. Um, when we were on the boat the last night, Saturday, um, I took this picture of the same building that Kel showed you guys. But I just thought it was really pretty. And the sun was setting, so... It just looked even better than the picture that Kel had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a picture of, I think, was that all the First Baptist girls and then all of the female translators and a few of the kiddos at the European medieval times. Um, but I don't, I'm not really quite sure why we took that picture. I think we just took it because we wanted to. But yeah, there are some of the translators. Um, do I have any more pictures? Oh, and then here's a bunch of us playing volleyball. And like Kale said, there are rocks in the sand. And also, the plants that are beside the volleyball sand pit rock thing um, are these plants where normally the ball falls in. So you have to go and get the ball. But while you're trying to get the ball, these plants, like, attack you. And they're sharp. And then even when you're out of the plants, you have, like, this tingling, stinging sensation. And you get welts. So that's fun. Come to Hungary and get welts. Wasn't Free, that bad, not I swear. Doing a good job here. I don't care. <laughs> Kale, this is say, my time. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's a story. So I was getting ready to be a lifeguard and I was just walking around the pool and Rodney and Brian kept trying to get kids to push me in the pool. I don't know why. And I didn't get go in the pool. Well, then someone tried to convince Raya to push me in. She almost pushed me in, but she didn't. So I basically picked her up, and I jumped in the pool with her. So she kind of succeeded, but at the same time, I felt cool because I technically pushed her in. Right? That makes sense. Um, here's a craft that we did with the kids. Kale was talking about how God is three, yet one. So we made Play-Doh with them, and we made it out of flour, salt, and water for an example as... Things can be three, yet one. 
pretty good example, I think. Um, here's just some pictures that I took. Where were we? This was the first day. Was that the first day? Or was that on the field no, trip? No, that was the first, like, field trip day. Oh, the field trip. Yeah, we were in Estragon. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we were. I just took some pictures because it was a pretty cool sight. And that's Raya's face right there in the corner. I'm not <laughs> quite sure what she was doing, but her face is there. And I just thought that building was cool. I don't know if it's a chapel or what. I just thought it was pretty. Office building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, we were standing over something, and I thought it was pretty, so I took another picture. I'm not really good with the whole history stuff like Kale is, so he gave you all the background. I'm just here to tell you about it and show you pictures. Um, there's another one. Oh, that was a dessert I ate. That thing was like $12. I didn't eat it all, but it was amazing, and it was so rich. If you ever go to Europe, get one of these things. I don't know what it was called. It was really good, though. Oh, that's Brian eating pizza in the airport. We were playing a card game, and I look over, and Brian is getting in his bag, getting out another bag, and getting out a piece of pizza and eating it in the middle of the airport from last night when we got pizza in the hotel. So <laughs> he's eating pizza. I just thought that was a funny picture. All that's right. all the pictures I have. Cool. Did you okay. Say so anything else so now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's a stool. Pop a squat. Do you want your little doodad? Sure. Thanks. Okay. So why don't you tell us just some things that God taught you in Hungary? Um, now that we kind of <laughs> told him what the camp was like and yeah, what did what did God leave you with? Okay. So first, I'm going to do a little bit of a background. So I never really saw myself like going on a missions trip like overseas. Um, my school, they were going to Europe, like the French and Spanish class, and I wanted to go, and I was, like, talking to my mom about it, but for some reason, we just kept saying, we're like, ah, maybe not this year, I don't know, so I decided to not go, and then a few months later, we were in church, and the, Kale was, or someone was talking about the hungry trip, and I was like, hmm, I think I might want to go on that, so basically, I started praying about it, and I figured, with my McDonald's job, I <laughs> would go to Hungary. And it took a lot of, a lot of uh, saving. I, the only thing I spent money on was get, like, giving my money to the church and then gas. But <laughs> I didn't get anything else. Um, and I didn't write letters to ask for money or anything because I wanted to do my first mission trip by myself. So I did. And it's not that I didn't... I, didn't think I should write letters or I think that writing letters is bad. It's just the fact that I wanted to see if I could do it myself. Um, but that was just like a very, that was the first like independent thing I got to do. Wait, so how much did you, do you get paid like every other week? Yeah, I get paid so every So how much week. did you have to save about a week and like how long did it take you to save that up? Because mm -hmm. I, I bet a lot of these guys in here are thinking there's no way I could afford to go. Because this trip costs about $2,000. Yeah, like um, I think the exact amount was like two thousand and one hundred and forty something. Yeah, like that. yeah, plus money in the country too, so yeah. over two thousand. So you want you pay. For but the how whole long trip. how long did it take you to save that up? Uh, I want to say at least seven months, um, and that was because one for one reason was when I first started considering it, I was still in school, so I was working maybe four to five hours a night, um, and then counting weekends, but I wasn't working very often because of school, but then once summer hit, I was making a lot more. So during school, I was probably making about $140 a pay, and then when summer hit, I'm, I'm making roughly like 260 a pay. So I get more hours. Um, but 
yeah, I basically just, I uh, took 100, maybe a little bit more out of my paycheck every time I got paid, and the rest went towards my trip. So I would give my money to the church, and then I would put the rest in my tank, and that was it. Um, but yeah, it took me about, I want to say, six or seven months to save up. So it's possible. It is possible. <laughs> but I, I did take a lot of other shifts. Sometimes I worked double shifts which isn't really allowed. There were a few times where they had to send me home because I had too many hours that week. So I took as many shifts as I could, plus mine, and most of the time I'd try to sneak and stay like an hour later because that's like another $8.30 I could have in my account. <laughs> so <laughs> that's another $8 I didn't have. So, yeah, I worked a lot, um, especially during school because – trying to keep up your grades, plus work a lot, and save enough money to go on a mission trip. It was a little difficult, but yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, but mm, what was your exact question? Because I went you, on You answered it in a roundabout way. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> continue. Okay. I don't really know what else. Uh, give me a topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. You, you said you had to give backstory before you That was my backstory. Like, I didn't really plan on going okay. on a trip, and then I prayed and God was like, hey, you should probably go on this trip. So I ended up going on the trip, and I paid for it myself. Um, I did, my dad did help me a little bit by paying for my passport, but I had no clue he was going to be paying for that until, like, the day of when I went to get my passport. So, yeah, it's definitely possible, but it was hard. Um, next question. So that was all backstory as to what, what did God teach you on this trip? Okay. What were you bringing home with you? So when I went on this trip, um, I think, well, I know before this trip, I was very kind of, I don't want to say self-centered, but in a way I was, especially with my time and my money. Um, I didn't really spend much time with my family. I was either working or I was, like, in my room. But with this, and also, like, I really didn't spend my money on anybody else except for <laughs> me. Um, and I think this trip trip helped me to realize like I do need to you know care about people more I don't want to say I didn't care about people it's just now I have a different like mindset about people um, and God also allowed me to see people for who they are instead of who I want them to be um, as in like hurting and needing the gospel um, sometimes I forget that like people aren't Christian because I have a fam, like my whole family is Christian, so it's just, you know, normal for me. And going overseas and being with all these kids who, you know, they cussed because it was just, it's just who they are, English or Hungarian. <laughs> they would just cuss, or they would say things that were like, why are you saying this? Or they would ask questions about the Bible, and in my head I'm like, how do you not know this? But then throughout the week I was like, okay, they don't know this, and that's why I'm here. Um, so God has definitely allowed me to um, be able to speak about what I believe in and my faith a little more um, openly without being so judgmental, I guess I should say. Um, he also showed me that I think, um, obviously I'm only a junior in high school, so I haven't made a complete decision. But just through that trip, I've just been having like, this feeling that I, f that I should be a missionary. Um, my original plan when I got out of high school, um, I'm going to Buckeye next year for, for my cosmetology license. Um, my plan was just to find a job, um, do some business classes maybe online. 
but now I'm kind of having second thoughts about that. Um, I was talking to my mom the other night, and I said, what do you think about, like, after my senior year, I just kind of take the money that I've saved and just move to Europe, just kind of go with it, see where it takes me. Um, and my mom, my mom and dad are super like, do what you want, follow your dreams. <laughs> I don't think I'd do that, but God has definitely put that thought in my mind um, of leaving and becoming a missionary. Um, now next year I want to go to Hungary and I want to go to Mexico because uh, I just I want to experience more um, and see if that's really what God wants me to do with my life. Um, but yeah, he allowed me to see people for who they truly are and to share his word more and has put that little thought in my brain. Um, so w- we talk about missions a lot at our church and in Ignite even. Um, did God change your view of missions or what missions is or your like practically what missions looks like now that you got to actually go see it and go across the world your, yourself? Oh, for sure. Um, whenever I would hear the church or even Kale talk about mission trips, I always thought like, okay, it can't be that hard. Like, you're going, you're talking about our God. Like, it's not that hard. But it is. It's a little difficult because, one, you don't speak their language. So you don't really get, like, one-on-one time. You get one-on-one-on-one time (laughs) with a translator. Um, So it's a little difficult, and it takes a lot longer to talk to those kids. Um, And you you have to start from spot one. Like, these kids didn't go to church when they were younger. They don't know, like, God created man. You know, they don't know anything. So it's... (laughs) You can't just jump in. You have to start from square one. Um, And I definitely see mission trips um, differently, just in general. Whenever I was younger, I used to think, like, people went on mission trips to get attention because, you know, people post on social media. They're like, oh, I'm in Hungary, saving lives. (laughs) Like, I just always thought that people did it for attention, and that's not what it is. Um, And I wasn't saved when I would have those thoughts. But now I know, like, people truly go there to help kids. And the way that you, s- like, the the way I saw people treating, just from our church or the other tr- church or even the counselors, um, the way that they treat the kids, like, you just genuinely fall in love with them. Within five days, like, it was heartbreaking seeing them leave because you get so attached to these kids and you get so emotional and you just have this bond that's unbreakable. whether it was throwing them in the pool or sharing the gospel with them, like you have a bond with them now and it was really hard to leave them. Um, And I think that takes a lot to go on missions trips because you kind of have to go in with that mindset. Like I may never see this person again. Like I'm going to go overseas. It's uh, it's difficult. You also have to go in with the mindset of being flexible. Flexibility was our key going over Mm -hmm. there. Um, And there were times where I wanted to rip my hair out, (laughs) like when our flights were canceled Mm. or whenever kids would continually cuss over and over again in English. And they're like eight or nine years old. Yeah, they just Mm. think it's cool because they watch like YouTube videos and they're like, oh, Americans say this. No, (laughs) we don't, not all of us. But anyways, yeah, I definitely have a different mindset about missions trips and I don't think I'd ever look at them how I used to. I would just say you have to kind of experience one to understand like how crazy it is to really like be there and just to be on a mission trip in general. What did God show you about who he is to you? Did did your view of God change at all? I, my view didn't really change because I know that our God is a great God and I know that he loves everyone. I think for me, my mindset was like, okay, I know God loves these kids 
and it's really hard for these kids to like understand that there is a God out there. Um, it was just me telling myself like, holy cow, our God is amazing. Like, sometimes I forget, like, I don't forget, but Americans are very like, oh, we're the only country here. Like, no, <laughs> there are other countries. And it was like, holy cow, like, you're amazing. I think my love just grew more and more. And like, in my faith in general, it's definitely caused me to, to want a closer relationship with God. Um, but n definitely not in like any bad way. It's just a, all good things. Like, just realizing how great he really is, how much he loves everyone equally. Yeah, you start to kind of see, you know God loves people, but until you see people who don't look like you, it's it's a lot different. They don't speak your language. We were in a we were in a country of 10 million people. It's like, I forget, like the 90-something or 100-something biggest country in the world. It's It's almost insignificant when it comes to the size of the world, but there was still millions of people there who don't mm -hmm. know the Lord. And statistically, if they all died tomorrow, 98% of them would go to hell. So, and that's one country, one little teeny country on the face of the world. Every country is like that. And so when you can just go see it with your own eyes, um, I think like Bree says, it just changes your outlook on what do I actually want to do with my life? Do I, do I want to just be a cosmetologist or, or do I, I mean, not that being cosmetologist is bad, but is there, is there something more? Does God want, does God have bigger plans for me? than I ever thought before. So, okay, we'll wrap up here. Can um, I say something going off what you were yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 go ahead. So Kale was saying how if they were to die, they'd most likely go to hell. Most of Hungarians are Catholic, right? Mm -hmm. They're mostly Catholic. Like and 90%. During, yeah, like that's a large percent. <laughs> and during one of um, Rachel's little activities that she was doing with the kids, um, Kale had just got done speaking to them. And I had like, a breakdown and I had to go to the bathroom because I had this thought I was like I love each and every one of these kids and if they were to die like I wouldn't see them in heaven like they would be going to hell because either they're Catholic or they don't believe what we believe in and it was so hard for me like I think I was in the bathroom for maybe an hour it was it was really hard for me to get my grip back together because every time I would go to step out the bathroom door, I'd get really emotional again because I was like, these kids don't know who God is and they don't know that they're, if they die, they're not, they're not going to spend eternity with him. They're going to spend eternity in hell and that was one of the hardest things for me but also one of the greatest things. Yeah, yeah it gives you a sense of urgency. Yeah. Um, so like I said, um, you just have to be at least 16 to go on this trip. Um, so next year, I mean, we usually start announcing missions trips at the beginning of the year. Um, if it's something you're interested in, uh, sign up. Um, we, there is a limited number of people we can take. We can only take like 20 to 25 people, um, and two different churches do it, us in Wildwood. So there is a limited amount of people uh, that can go. But if it's something you're interested in, it's definitely something that you can do. And this isn't the only missions trip. Like, we'll probably go to New Mexico again, and there's always other uh, opportunities. But... Um, would you recommend, even though it was hard and it took a long time to save the money, would you recommend it? Oh, I'd recommend going any chance you get. Even if it's from like five years from now, if you can't go next year or the year after that, or maybe you have to wait till you're done with college. I don't know. I would suggest going. I don't, I don't really care how you get there, whether you save yourself or you ask for money from your family or you write letters to the church. There are so many people in our church who can't go on these trips, but they want to support other people to go on these trips, and they're waiting to give their money to you because they know you're going to do God's will. So I, I would 110% suggest going. It's 
mind-blowing and it's amazing and I don't think you'll ever see the world like you used to when you come home yeah awesome um that's good does anybody have any questions for Brie this could be sketchy let's try it any questions Do you remember any? Yes, I do. Hold on, I gotta think. What is that? The chili. What is that? No. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please, what is it? So. Chili. It's chili something. Okay, so. <laughs> a cute little girl <laughs> painted my fingernails <laughs> when we were there <laughs> with sparkly. I don't know what do you call it? Nail polish. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> And we learned that the Hungarian word for sparkles or sparkly is chili willy. <laughs> so chili willy is a fun word that I've been saying around my house. <laughs> it means and like my sparkly. mom is like, what the heck are you saying? I'm like, it means sparkle. I'm like, chili willy. And she thinks it's stupid, but I think it's hilarious. It's a fun word. Say it. Go ahead. You guys know you want to. I'm pretty sure it's also an ice cream place in Newcomer's Town. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Newcomer's Town, peeps. Is it still there? It still exists? Blue sherbet. It's call the best thing ever. Call them sparkle now. Or glitter. <laughs> um, awesome. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, I know this is a little different. Next, Just so you guys know, next week we're going to um, get back into a series. So we're going to start our back-to-school Bible study. Wah, wah, because it'll be August next Wednesday. Aww. So I know school doesn't start yet. Um, but we'll get into a new Bible study for the month of August next week, and, uh, and that'll be a good thing. So make sure you come back, invite your friends, and uh, we'll see what God has to s- tell us in for the month of August. For now, why don't we give it up for Bree? Thanks for sharing with us, Bree. And uh, I was going to tell you to sit down, but worship team's got to go up anyway. So I'm going to pray, and worship team will come up, and we'll sing one last song before uh, we get out of here. God, I love you. Thank you so much. Um, for what you're doing all over the world. We just went on one little trip, but I know that you're doing amazing things all around the globe. And we support at least 30 different missionaries in different countries. And, and God, you're doing big things all over the world. And, and Father, I just pray that these guys in this room, that they would, man, that they wouldn't just plan you out of their plans. That they wouldn't just decide, like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get this job, and I'm make this money, and have this family, and buy this house and this car and then and then just completely leave you by the wayside you've got so much more planned you've got way bigger things planned for us than we could ever possibly imagine but uh, we have to ask you and we have to pursue you and we have to seek you and and your will for our life and I just pray that these guys in here wouldn't just take the easy way out and just chase the American dream that yeah maybe it's fun for a couple decades but eventually it means nothing because you can't take it with you when you die, but we can spend our lives pursuing you and doing the Great Commission and, and, and reaping rewards that'll last for eternity and, and helping people to know you so that they can live in heaven for eternity. And that's an amazing way to live our lives. So God, I just pray that these guys would, would see that and uh, through Bree's testimony tonight that they would desire to go on a missions trip someday of their own, whether, whether that's next year or whether they gotta wait a couple years till they're old enough or can afford it or whatever it is. I just pray that they'd be open to doing whatever it is you would speak to them to do, God. So we love you. Thank you so much for the the opportunity for FBC to be able to, uh, man, to just do a cool work um, that you sent us to do over in Hungary. And 
man, because of all that and the money that people put forward and the volunteer hours, we there's 28 more people who are going to spend eternity with you in heaven. And that's what it's all about. Like Bree said, it's not about posting pictures on Facebook. It's not about self-glory or anything like that. It's about making sure people know about Jesus. So thank you, God, for using us. And I just pray that you would show each of us what you want us to do with our lives. We love you. I pray that this last song you'd be glorified. It's in your name I pray. Amen.